This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Round the Boards, updates from Dunedin City Community Boards on ORFM Dunedin's awesome morning show. This morning we catch up with Paul Pope from Otago Peninsula Community Board who I imagine is probably out on the peninsula now. Let's just check in with him. Paul uh, Morena, how are you doing? But, uh, Jeff, actually I've uh, swapped boards. I'm out at Waitaki at the moment, uh, so uh, I'm just uh, having a quick visit out here. Seeing how the other half live? Yep, absolutely. Well, nice for you to join us again for this catch-up, Paul. It's been four weeks since we spoke. Um, you can perhaps bring us up to date on what's been happening there. I know uh, always continued work on the Peninsula Connection. Yeah, look, um, so we're, we're just waiting for work to restart. Um, one of the things I've noticed just uh, over the last, certainly with the good weather that we've had, is the prolific amount of use that the Peninsula Connection cycleway walkway has had. We've got a lot of visitors coming through on, on bikes and, and on, on foot, so that's been fantastic. Um, we're just waiting uh, for a new start uh, at Broad Bay, just by Sandpiper Street up to Fletcher House, and then also uh, a simultaneous start also at the same time uh, for the um, Portobello section. What we know is that Portobello and that Sandpiper Street probably won't start until later on into June, um, but what they will be doing is actually fixing some of the problems that they've got uh, in a large sump area uh, at, uh, at Broad Bay, which uh, many of the locals know about. Uh, we call it the Great Wall of Broad Bay because it can be seen by seen from space. Um <laughs> Uh, but uh, so we've got uh, some some foundation issues there which are happening. So so we're going to see some some action, but it's going to be a little bit later. And the reason it's going to be a little bit later is because um, we're running out of time now to start looking at tar seal and that sort of stuff. So um, a little bit uh, a little bit uh, I suppose a little bit disappointing. We're not going to see it all done before the end for winter starts, but we'll have it done for next summer. So that's that's going to be good news. Yeah, look, I, I, I don't know, when you and I first started talking about this, it seems uh, not all that long ago, but there's been amazing progress, just, you know, uh, oh, metre by metre they, uh, they they get this thing done and more and more people getting out there and enjoying it. So just a little bit more patience and, and caution yep. when we're travelling around uh, and, uh, yep. well, we should be used to seeing orange cones around the place by now. Yeah, so one of the things too that's happening is that uh, NZ, NZTA, um, they're going to be also doing a program of new markers, um, reminding people about how to be respectful of both walkers and cyclists. That's coming up. It's taken a little while for that to happen. That had to be gazetted by NZTA, so, uh, or Waka Kotahi as they're known these days. So that's coming up soon as well, and uh, that will help to deal with some of Perhaps some of those little tensions that people have from time to time with uh, with the walkway cycleway. Yeah, we've seen a bit of that action on the other side of the harbour too, haven't we? And uh, yep. we've had a yeah, chance to talk with Francisca Griffin uh, about that. Um, all right, now you wanted to touch also on the Hedewick uh, Harbour Cone Track, Paul. Yeah, so just a couple of things. One thing, obviously, with COVID at the moment, and, and I've had this from people saying, you know, uh, still wanting to get up and out and about, uh, the Herowika Harbour Cone area is a fantastic site to visit, uh, a good place if you're wanting to get out and about and, and get away from social distancing and get out in some fresh air, that's the place to go. Um, but the other thing that's coming up is we've been working quietly, both the board and, and the trust and others, we've been working on the on the notion of being able to connect Portobello, the township, but actually with Herowika Harbour Cone. At the moment, 
There's no walking access to do that. Um, but we've been negotiating, working with some private landowners about creating a new walkway um, that will actually be, you'll be able to walk, park your car or, or, your, or your bike, get off the bus at Portobello and then go um, walk to Hirawika Harbour Cone on a series of tracks. Now this is a fantastic initiative. It's going to take a little bit of time, but um, we're hoping, I'm hoping that we'll see something developed by this, um, perhaps by the end of the year for summer, next summer next summer and uh, it's going to be a really another way to put uh, Portobello and Hirawika Harbour Cone on the map so looking forward to it Oh cracking there'll be a lot of people uh, very excited about the prospect of that we're very yep. blessed with many uh, uh, short and long walking tracks around our coastline and uh, Otago Peninsula particularly beautiful and if we can put those tracks in and manage them safely and, and, and look after the, the flora and fauna while we're doing it then um, it's got to be a good thing well, it, it ties into two things. One is the need for the trust to actually fence off some of the regeneration forest there, um, but it also ties in with, um, as I say, the, the the private landowners who have some existing areas that are also providing access for people. But it also helps, ultimately, as I say, with things like public transport. You could catch a bus to Portobello, do the walk to Harbour Cone, and then come back on public transport, or you could do it on your e-bike or your normal bike. Um, you could come to Portobello and you could do the walking, then go and have an ice cream or have a meal or a cup of coffee or, or something like that in our, in our local services. So we're, what we're trying to do is add value to our community, both recreationally, ecologically, but also um, economically as well, um, because obviously it's going to be a little while, even, even with the potential for borders to open for um, for visitors. So we want to actually encourage our domestic and our local visitors to come out to the peninsula and use our businesses and use our recreational facilities. And of course uh, the peninsula filled with history and uh, speaking of which, Te Raoni Beach, an area of deep historical natural, cultural and spiritual significance just towards the end of the um, peninsula there. Uh, updates on that, Paul? So we yes, yeah, so Port Otago been working uh, with the community group, the uh, coastal group out there on the groins, uh, with a with a view also to uh, renourishing that beach uh, with dredge sand to improve some of the erosion effects. Um, but at the same time, uh, the board and the community and the council are working together on the redevelopment of the actual reserve itself as a public space. So um, we've had, um, we're looking at the moment at some designs for artwork for the site, um, for um, public facilities, playgrounds. I know there's been a bit of work on that. Um, and look, at the end of the day, this is going to be just another little jewel in, in the visitor crown for both locals and for um uh, domestic and local visitors as well um, because what it will provide is access not only to the beach but it will also provide other things and it will also help to provide some of the insight into some of our um, cultural values around uh, Otako and, and those things as well. So we're getting there, it's been a little bit slow but then we've been tied up like everyone else with COVID a little bit um, but um, we now st are starting to see the actual physical development of that project come to fruition and that's really exciting and really exciting for the community who have worked very hard uh, including my colleague Edna Stevenson who's worked on wanting this done for about 20 years uh, so uh, really happy to see that happen.
If uh, you've got any curiosity about this beach and indeed the history of the area, I do recommend you hop online. Portobello.org.nz has got a a lovely little article there which kind of summarises the significance of this uh, special place and why this work is uh, so much needed. You can even actually see um, a photograph from from, uh, early on in the 20th century when the beach looked significantly different, Paul. Oh, absolutely. And and there are drawings that go back... um that go back to about 1840, uh, which actually show the the food storage platforms and houses and other things along that stretch of the coast, uh, and how big and how big and wide that stretch of the beach was. So yeah, it certainly has a very deep um, spiritual and cultural history, but also a deep uh, ecological history at the same time. All right, Paul, thanks so much for spending some of your time with us this morning. We'll let you get back to your good work out there at Waitati this morning. Um, yeah. And- I'm actually I'm actually on a four wheel driving course. I have to uh, I have to uh, update some safety stuff. So I'm out here at Waititi uh, learning how to uh, to be safe in a four wheel drive. Fantastic! You do get around and about, don't you, Paul? Uh, Paul Pope joining us from the Otago Peninsula Community Board. We look forward to catching up with you again in, in four weeks' time, Paul. All right. Take care and uh, say hello to all, my list- all your listeners. Where? That was Round the Boards, updates from Dunedin City Community Boards on ORFM, Dunedin's awesome morning show. For more information about Dunedin's six community boards and contact details, visit the Dunedin City Council website, dunedin.govt.nz or phone 477-4000. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.